box first, and is this the week that I finally changed the intro? We, we don't know at this time. The vote is yes, but who knows if it actually got done. That was my intention, mm -hmm. but who knows if I've actually gone through and put through the effort. So it's pretty early here. Because you have yes. to go to work. Yes. And this was really the only time we could do this. So yeah, Star Wars. This is a Star Wars podcast. Did I say welcome to the podcast? Did I do that? Did I say welcome? Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah, I think we did. <laughs> I, I don't feel like I said, hey, I'm CT. And you I'll didn't feel... say that. Okay, hey, I'm CT. I'm Solo. In case you forgot, because I know we get so many new listeners every week. All the time, constantly growing. <laughs> I think we went from four to five listeners this past week, so... But it, uh, speaking us. of which, uh, we did reach 100 reviews on iTunes, so Woo! thank you guys very much. It really helps people find the podcast, and we're so glad that so many of you uh, uh, tuned in, all five of you, created all those accounts so thank we get so 100 much. reviews. We appreciate it. We love you. Yeah, we love you so much, and it, it really makes doing this podcast worth it, because sometimes... <laughs> sometimes it's rough. Yeah, man, one day I'll leave the internet. Anyway, so uh, let's start off with the news. Today's big podcast discussion is going to be basically about story beats and how The Last Jedi really reflects one each other from A-plot, B-plot, and even C-plot. We're going to focus more on A-plot and B-plot, and I'm sorry, I, my notes are not great on this when it should be, but it's really interesting to think about, so I'm making a podcast episode of it. And I tried making you think about it for five minutes, and you were like, I don't get it. And then, I was like, I'm sleepy. I think I don't got- Don't make me pre-think. I think I got two. Okay. The end. <laughs> there we go. But first off, we have news. Uh, the the John Favreau series, the live-action TV series. Do you know anything about this besides that it's happening? Nope. This is something I'm really happy about. It's so far it's announced for a hundred million dollar budget in ten episodes. Mm. And if they do Star Wars miniseries, that would be dope. I love that idea. Yeah. Because the biggest part of me being afraid about the TV series is that or they not. were going to be yeah they were just going to make them try to force them go as to go as long as possible even if it didn't make sense. Yes. But I love the idea of miniseries mm -hmm. because I wish America did them more often mm -hmm. because they are very well written. And have a story beginning, middle, and end, but you have more time than a movie. Yes. So oftentimes they can be. You have more time than three movies sometimes. Yeah. So a 10 episode miniseries, like who knows, they could be like, oh, a season two. But right now, from where this is, I very much like the sounds of this. Mm -hmm. um, there have been some rumors. I'm not sure if it's been confirmed by any other sources besides uh, Making Star Wars, but Making Star Wars said he had heard some. Rumors that it was Mandalorian-based. I mean, I'd be fine with that. No, yeah, that it was based off Mandalorian, Mandalore trying to rebuild itself after the Battle of Jakku, which Ooh. is shortly after the Empire Falls. Mm -hmm. So, interesting. yeah. I think it would be an interesting time. I'd like to go back to Mandalore. And I'm just saying, we look a lot like the, the, the home planet Mandalorians, so if you need some people, you need some hey, what up? blonde people. We here. Hello. Hello there. Uh, if you need a, even though I would be like way too young for Bo-Katan at that, at that time, but. Bo-Katan's ginger too. Yeah. You have to dye your hair. I would do it. Yeah. I mean. Absolutely. <laughs> if you were offered like a, a role on Star Wars, like, but you have to dye your hair and you said no. Right. It's classic Knights of Rain. It's like on America's Next Top Model. Uh-huh. The girl's getting so upset about their hair and getting the makeover. And you're like, this I, is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. There is not one thing they could do to my hair that would upset me. Same. But, like, there would be one thing. It would be giving me more hair. Cause I, <laughs> That's I, what I was going to say, you know, too. But I wouldn't quit the show. I would just be like, oh, thank God there's stylists everywhere because I'm not doing this. I'd be like, everyday ponytail. Yeah. Because, yeah, got a lot of, a lot of thick hair. And having more of it would be a little bit of a nuisance. But if they, like, were like, you're bald now. I'm like, that's not going to look good, but I don't care. If you think so, I yeah. can't model around this. I'm going home. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah. I, not because I want to. No. Nope. I'm just going to, I'm pretty sure I have a pretty lumpy head. I've never seen myself bald besides when I was a young tot. I don't think I would look good bald. I'm pretty sure. Now we're just groping our heads. <laughs> pretty sure I have a lumpy head. <laughs> <laughs> well... One time when, when my boyfriend Matt, he shaved his head, he had a, he had a very smooth head. 
That was the one thing that I thought it was an awful look. Sorry, Matt, if you listen. It was an awful look. Mm-hmm. But he did have a very egg head. Very smooth. <laughs> Congratulations. Fun facts. That's why you're here. It's to learn fun facts about the inner workings of our life, not podcast Star Wars information at all. <gasps> so let's get down to business. Yes. To defeat the Huns. Nope. I'm going to delay getting into the actual topic any longer because Wreck-It Ralph 2. Oh, my Mulan God. looks so cute in her outfit. All of them look so good. I love it. And Anna, I didn't even realize her shirt had you didn't? The, not, not, well, I did oh. last night, but until I was like, her shirt says we finish each other's sandwiches. sandwiches. And I love that shirt. Okay, here we go. So, The Last Jedi is a great film. It is a movie it that is we a, enjoy. Yes. And I, well, I'm guessing if you absolutely loathe the movie, you probably don't listen to this podcast. Because there's there's really three three plots to the film that kind of come together at the end. There's the A plot, which is Rey, Kylo, and Luke. Mm-hmm. And the Force plot. The B plot, which is the uh, Finn and Rose plot in the casino. They're part of, like, the Resistance plot, but I consider C plot more the Resistance plot. Yeah, with Poe and Holdo and... And all of them. And see, we will, we will hit on C plot a little bit in this podcast, but A and B plot are the important ones. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously C, C plot was my least favorite of the, of the plots. I'm not saying that I hate it, but... Even though I'm like, man, I fucking love Holdo, but, like... I love I Holdo! Like, something that's really interesting is that when we go through the movie, basically all of the characters... There's not, like, a one-to-one character translation... But there's a story beat translation where the characters are going through one thing, B and plot and C plot are kind of going through that thing as well. Mm-hmm. So at first, let's talk about Act One, which is the disillusionment disillusionment of the hero. This was the one that I was like, I got it. You got this, this one. This one I was like, Ray goes and meets Luke, disappointed. Rose meets Finn, disappointed. Both Luke and Finn at the time are like. I'm, we're leaving. I'm gonna run away. We're gonna leave. And I, the girls are like, WTF? <laughs> I, and Rose is like, I'm gonna zap him. And Rose is like, and I'm sorry, Rose is like, I'm gonna zap him. And Ray is like, I'm just gonna chill here until you change your mind. I'm gonna keep following you. I would just love if Ray, like, to try to reflect, like, Rose zapping Finn just, like, hands him with his staff. Same. I mean, she does go for it later. Eventually. It takes her a little bit. And then C-plot, we even have this sort of it a little bit with Poe and Holdo. Because Holdo is this big legendary figure. It's very small. And Poe's like, wait, that's 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 Holdo? Holdo? That's that's the, what what is it? The The commander from the Battle of something. I can't remember. Yeah. I wish I could remember it. Fake Star Wars band. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, she's this big legendary hero, but he's not. She's not what Poe's expecting. But she shows up and she's so pretty, and he's she like, has what got the? this cute purple hair. And I so wish they had kept her Luna Lovegood personality. Me but too. I, I so talk cute. about it a lot. But yeah, so exactly that. Uh, a plot. Ray is going to go meet Luke and has these this big idea of who he is, and really isn't thinking why he's gone. Nah. And She's doesn't like, okay, think there's I, any I reason besides maybe he's looking for something. Maybe he's doing something to and he help us and he's going to come back. I Maybe he's stuck there. Maybe, maybe he just I, needs help getting back. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't have a ship. I have a ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Ray is there ready to meet the Luke Skywalker that she has heard, never met. She's just heard so much about. And he's a big disappointment to her because mm-hmm. he wants nothing to do with it. And B plot, um, yep, is Rose. She never met him, heard so much about him, so excited to meet this guy who he stands for everything good. And it, it also, like thematically, this will come back, is the selfless versus selfish thing. Mm-hmm. Both Luke and Finn think they're probably think they're being pretty selfless, you mm-hmm. know? Because Finn's not leaving Rose's perspective as being pretty selfish. Mm-hmm. But Finn's leaving to try to go save Ray. Right. And he's like, because that, that's the person who matters to me. And we went on this adventure together, and I'm going to make sure she gets out of this alive. Mm-hmm. And I'm not in this fight for the galaxy. Um, I'm in it for her. And A-plot, 
Luke also thinks he left pretty selflessly mm-hmm. it, because he's like, the world's better off without me because I fucked everything up. This whole, this whole First Order shindig, my fault. And uh, so I'm just going to take myself out of the equation. Right. And he thinks he's being pretty selfless, but... Obviously not. <laughs> he's being, being, being pretty selfish. And obviously, those, those, they, they, come, they come back around. C-plot doesn't... C-plot doesn't do it as much. Yeah, no. I mean, you kind of do see it reflected in a different way, where Poe ends up being a little bit selfish because his pride can't put aside Mm -hmm. that Holdo could be just as, like, cool and, like, badass as... As Leia. Yes. Because they've got their shoulder angels. And so, like, moving on to, like... Later on into the movie, we have, like, the where do your, like, loyalties lie kind of theme and mm. and the the meet your shoulder angels. Because, like, all, all three of them have Ray, Finn, and who's the last one? Poe. Mm-hmm. They do kind of have shoulder angels in their own respects. And even Kylo, he, he does as well. I, w- I would say The Last Jedi is more from uh, Ray's perspective. So we're going to view it from more that area. I feel like we really don't get Kylo's perspective no. dead on until the one of the last scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. That's like the, really the only time that we're like, ah, oh wow, this this is Kylo's point point of view yeah. when it comes to like his interactions with Rey. Finn has Rose and DJ, and Finn's inner his inner struggle is represented by those two. <laughs> those two exactly is do not pick a side and uh, kind of where. What's the Jyn Erso quote from Rogue One? Is It's not that bad if you don't look up. It's yeah. like, how can you respect those flags or something like mm-hmm. that? And he's like, ah, it's not that bad if you don't look up. If you live like that, if you go to some place where none of that really matters, you're, no one's paying attention to you, and just live out your life, you're safe and you're fine. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people who aren't. Or do you... Put your life on the line. For like other people. Rose. Yeah. Do, yeah. Do you... Do you fight for everyone? Mm-hmm. And it, it, cause I mean, Finn's lived a really uh, sheltered life because he's really only grown up in the first order. Yeah. So it's hard to really, he, he obviously does not want to just kill innocent people. Cause that's why. That's why he defected in the first place. He was like, nope, not about this. Mm-hmm. But also if I just don't have to see it happening, it, I don't have to know what's happening. Yeah, I'll just, I can. I've lived my whole life pretending and the First Order wasn't that bad. Or not pretending, but thinking that they weren't. So, it's really easy for me to just leave and say that they're doing the right thing. <laughs> Smiles at camera. Like, and, like, obviously he knows the First Order's mm-hmm. not doing the right thing. And he knows the resistance is the the better side. It that doesn't mean he wants to fight with them. It doesn't mean that you want to fight along. He's been forced to fight his whole life. Mm-hmm. And he boy just wants to sleep. You know? <laughs> Same. And so, then we move on to, like, B-plot with Luke and Kylo. A-plot. A-plot, thank you. With Luke and Kylo, where it, it's hard because, one, usually with shoulder angels, one, it's not really good versus evil. It's, again, I've mentioned this a lot, it's selfish versus selfless. Mm-hmm. The The good angel on your shoulder will be like, do what's right for the world and everyone, even though it may not be what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what you should do because it helps other people. Mm-hmm. Well, the selfish shoulder angel is like, you want this thing, go do this thing because you want it. Right. You know that's what you want. Mm-hmm. It's very often represented as good and evil. But this one's a little bit more flipped. Selfish is more often than not the bad option. But, but sometimes it's also... I don't, I don't think it's necessary. It's not evil, good versus evil. It's, no, I don't think so either. I also don't really think that this is super selfish, selfish versus selfless. I do think this is very much of, depends on your perspective, sort of, sort of things, mm-hmm. from a certain point of view. Here, I mean, I guess Luke and Kylo have a lot in common, because they both think the Jedi suck. Right. And... Because I was like, this is just Jedi being like, kill one to save many. And I'm like, I don't super... I know the Jedi are supposed to be a good good guys, but sometimes you're like, what? Because I, I am really curious, because... What like, about I know, no I know, one? I know. Me and you are of the the mindset that the Jedi suck. Yeah, like we we think they were pretty awful, and that they need some sort of hard reset mm-hmm. to to come back and swoop the good swoop. 
Yeah. That was my lightsaber. <laughs> swoop the shroom the good shroom. Yeah. So, because at the end of it, they had become... Very corrupt. Because, like, that's another thing that I, I really, I really love about a lot of the dark side characters is they don't, they're not, they're not known to be dishonest. They mm-hmm. don't lie. They just tell you the truth in the most painful way. Mm-hmm. They're like, this is the truth and it hurts. Or they tell you the truth because they know you won't believe them. Mm-hmm. AKA Count Dooku. Good boy. Best boy. And he literally revealed the entire plot mm-hmm. of the Sith to Obi-Wan mm-hmm. and said, hey, want to help me stop it? And Obi-Wan's like, I don't believe you. Uh Obi-Wan knew. Basically, he was like, hey, your Senate's being run by a Sith Lord. Who was running the Senate? Palpatine. Just plain as day, Mm -hmm. told him all that. Obi-Wan's like, never, I don't believe you. You're lying to me. You're a Sith, you're lying. And it just kind of like goes to show you how little understanding the Jedi had of what the dark side was. Mm -hmm. Because again, it's not like a good thing. No. But... They think it's full of people who are just lying to you when not so much. And I think the, the Sith can take advantage of that. And obviously Dooku was yeah. because the Jedi were like, we don't trust you ever. And you You're don't... always wrong and bad. And he's like, all right, so don't believe me. I told you like other stuff. And even Palpatine, from a certain point of view, wasn't wrong. The Jedi were trying to take over mm-hmm. the government. And even though they were doing it because a Sith Lord was in charge and very evil and trying to turn it into a dictatorship, Mm -hmm. I mean, when you just say, hey, the Jedi are revolting and trying to take over, and the Jedi are, like, if you don't know about them, they're kind of scary people. They're people who have crazy wizard powers who can choke you. And they're like a, they're kind of like a religious cult they are a religious bit. cult yeah so it's like <laughs> they are they're like the knights of templar in like yeah. the, the the end i mean it could be very easy for just normal people to be like Wah! yeah they're they, they can be scary and even though they think they stand for all of these reasons from mm-hmm. like an outsider's perspective they're just these magic space wizards that can move things with their minds and their hands and have these laser swords and can jump 40 feet in the air mm-hmm. and can read your mind they're, they can, some of them can tell you to do things? Oh, yeah. Against yeah, your exactly. Will? They can make you do things against your will. They're scary people. So right. I, it's, so when people are, uh, and the Jedi mind trick is like a known thing. Like, Wa- like Watto in, uh, uh, Phantom Menace before, he doesn't, he doesn't even know Qui-Gon's a Jedi, but he sees Qui-Gon doing the hand thing, mm-hmm. and he's like, are you trying to Jedi mind trick me? That doesn't work on me. I'm uh-huh. sorry. Even though that was his voice, his voice is very offensive. Yes, it But, so I apologize for that one. But, um, uh, so this is, like, a widespread ability that people, like, have. So when you hear that they've turned against you... You, you can get spooked. You can get spooked, and you're, you might stand behind the person that is saying, hey... That you think is your, like, elected leader. Mm-hmm. And is, like... And who you see now that is horribly disformed, being like, the Jedi did this to me. They tried to kill me. Which, I was, again, they did. I was such a handsome old man before. I looked so kind. Mm-hmm. And now look at me. I look like a nutsack. <laughs> now look at me. I'm a ball. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can see why people would stand, stand behind him. And obviously yeah. Padme doesn't because she... Knows she, the Jedi pretty she knows personally. The Jedi. <laughs> They're on pretty okay terms. Yeah, and she's even—I mean, she doesn't even think bad things could, and it could make could make bad choices. She dies being like, "No, she's there." I know I'm dying because of him, but there's but there's he, still good in him. But I feel it. Yeah, and that's something Obi Wan doesn't even believe anymore. Padme is the, really the last person to believe it until Luke comes around, which is why Luke and Padme are good boys, girls. They're good beans. They're good beans. Everyone's a good boy, you know. It's true. So it's, it's just the b is funner to say. It is. Uh-huh. Well, good girl is kind of fun to say. Girl too. is fun. Yeah, he's a good girl. It makes me think of a good my girl puppy, who's dead now, but she was a good girl. That's what I say to my dogs too. Who's a good girl? Oh, cute girl? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I think I, maybe I did. Yeah. I don't care if they're girls or boys. I give them the name that I like. <laughs> there we go. 
I mean, all my dogs have, like, old men names, so. My mom wouldn't let me name Kiba Akamaru, so me and my brother were like, fine, her name Kiba. is Kiba. She's that's like, that's easy, easy to, to say. say. And I was like, yeah. She's like, then I can call her Kiki. I was like, how dare you? Her name is Kiba. It means fang, mom! Weave. Let me live. <laughs> but anyway, back to, like, where your loyalties lie. Right. So, uh, Finn has to decide if, again, if he believes Rose, if fighting is worth it, mm-hmm. if if things are really that bad, or if he, he follows DJ, who DJ gets to kind of- puts his hand in the sand and tunes out. Lives his own life. He just does whatever benefits him. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, because, like, in a way, like, there's some parts about DJ that weren't wrong, and there's some parts are that about Rose that weren't right either. And, for example, when we go to, which, again, this happens with B plot, uh, A plot as well, mm-hmm, is yeah. that neither side is 100% right. Absolutely not. Because it's all about a balance and a middle ground mm-hmm. and finding that where, that who to trust, and it's... Not necessarily one person. You kind of have to make up your mind for the own. And so that, sometimes that can be somewhere in the middle. Or things can be a little bit more complicated than that. So, yeah, Rose, when they're on Canto Bite, she says, like, how do you think all these people get got so rich? And Finn's like, oh, it's, it's war. And she's like, exactly, selling weapons to the First Order. And the Resistance isn't part of that formula. So even Rose kind of has a... a some rose-colored glasses on. Am I right? And doesn't think that the resistance is part of this... Feeding into the system. Mm-hmm. But DJ, on the other hand, when they're on the ship going through, he's like, hey, I stole this from a from a weapons dealer. Let's see who he sells to. And he's like, oh, you're right. He sells to the bad guys. Until eventually they come across next wing. And he's like, oh, good guys good too. Yeah. All of these guys, they don't... They don't care who's making them rich. They, they just want the money. They don't care money. who wins. They're fine. They have enough money that they'll be fine. So they just want money. They're people like you who are kind of just looking out for themselves. Yep. They're not going to pick a side. They're just letting they're letting the system work for them, you know? And wherever they come out on the other side, they'll be like, all right. All right. So, yeah. So we have that instance where, like, neither of them is completely wrong. But neither of them is completely right. So let's like talk about A-plot in that instance where we got Luke and Kylo. And obviously uh, when Luke is like teaching her about the Force. Mm-hmm. And there's that balance that you're trying to achieve. I really think it's kind of obvious what they're going for. It's like, hey, there's always these two extremes. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the way you gotta go is down the middle. Yes. You know? Sometimes that's the option. You need to, you need to be able to see both perspectives... You may not agree with either one of them. You need to see how both things happen and why they affect each other. Guess what? Those are the two options. You can make a third. You can make a third. There's, the Force is the middle ground. I mean, this. We'll, eventually we'll do an episode nine speculation. Mm-hmm. We'll do plenty of those episodes, I'm sure, once we get yes. closer. I want to do one relatively soon before, like, stuff starts coming out mm-hmm. about the film so we can do one totally bare bones. Totally blind. And then... Do one, like, after Celebration, where right. maybe that, and then another one right before the movie to see how that changes. Mm-hmm. So, but it's why I, I really think, they keep talking about this cycle, so one, one is never going to exist without the other, and I can't imagine that, like, that's something they keep talking about, and a big theme mm-hmm. is that, like, the reason Ray even came about is because Kylo is leaning one to one more to one side, mm-hmm. and so Ray was essentially born to be like, "Hey, I'm the balance." Because Luke already was like, "I'm out, I'm out, kids," because he had cut himself off from the Force, mm-hmm. so he wasn't the light side. He'd cut himself off, mm-hmm. so Ray needed to like pop in. She needed to wake up. The Force yeah. awakens. Oh wow! <laughs> I figured it out. I've cracked the code. That nobody on Tumblr's done that yet. Nope. Wink. That's why I have a hard time imagining, like, Kylo really dying at the end of this. Because then Rey would also have to die. Because they keep emphasizing that one's always going to come back. It's, so if if we just keep, like, killing the other side, 
It's not going to solve anything. It's not going to solve anything. You need to end the movie with both sides being somewhere in, like, the middle. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't, I can imagine that maybe Ben will always lean a little to the dark side, and Mm -hmm. Ray will always lean a little to the light, but that's why they are there for each other, because they'll pull each other back each time. I feel like, I know this is a little bit of a self-indulgent fan theory, fan theory, but I would love if the new, like, Jedi slash Padawan mm-hmm. system would be, like, one kind of, like, person who leaned more light and one mm-hmm. person who leaned more dark, and they were always just kind of, like... I mean, unfortunately, that's actually how it's been throughout the entire canon that we know of. Mm. You had Yoda and Dooku, you had, that's like... That's true. Well, I guess Dooku and Ventress were both... No, because Ventress ends up coming back to the light. That's true. You have Anakin and Obi-Wan. Yeah. Who else do we know that were... I mean... I, I, mean, Qu- I guess... I mean, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, and Qui-Gon was more, like... Qui-Gon was more gray. Yeah. And then Kanan ends up leaving, and his master... And then we have Barris and her master. Oh, yeah. You, uh, and Ahsoka and Anakin, like... yeah. I got, unfortunately, that's kind of what we've seen. And in old EU stuff, it was even... I mean, obviously, it's old EU, so it doesn't right. matter, but it was always kind of common for these, like, force bond situations to happen between a Jedi and a Sith. Mm. Like, it, when, it didn't happen between Jedi and Jedi very often because they had to convince themselves to be so closed off emotionally. Mm-hmm. And when, it, like, a Sith would come up who, would, who again, believes to be open. way more open and passionate about stuff, mm-hmm. that those bonds are much more easily activated. I mean, I think that'd be an interesting route to take. I don't think that's the route they're taking because... No, but... But I think it would be interesting. It'd be interesting if a parallel was there somewhere. Yeah, it's, but yeah, with all of this saying in what's like the Jedi the Wills entry, it's like first comes a day, then comes a night, all becomes gray with refined Jedi sight, mm-hmm. is that we're not going to get anywhere if we keep consistently thinking, if we, if we, if we stop refusing to uh, try to understand the other side. You no, know, yes. Yeah, you don't need to think they're right, but the way we fix things is you understand where they're coming by- from. Open dialogue and understanding. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very much a reflection, even of our like current climate, politically, everything mm-hmm. is so. Everybody's of the mindset of, "I'm the good guy, you're the bad guy." We exist in black and whites, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "That's not the way the world works. Mm-hmm. That's not the world the way the way the world has ever worked." And yeah, cool. Because like that's the thing. Ever, I don't think anyone thinks they're the bad guy. I'm sure there's people who know they're being 100% selfish. But I, I really don't think that most people... No. Most people think they're the good guy. Yeah, they're like, that, they're bad, my views are right. Yeah, and that's why I think it's important for us to learn as much as possible. Not because these people, other people, are right. We need to know where the darkness comes from in order to stop it from coming back. Because if you don't bother learning where it comes from... We won't know where to stop it, where we went wrong. We can't, we, we can't catch it early enough to change it. Right. And approach it in a way that isn't, you're wrong and a monster. And I'm going to scream at you. Because that's, that's it, never helped anyone. It's never helped. And, I mean, just from a personal side tangent, like, I used to be a homophobe. I. Here you are. Here I am. Pansexual and gender fluid as fuck. And, and it's just because I was grown in a, I was grown in an environment, like, of plants. <laughs> I'm just picturing a little, like, it's me! With, with, with the mandrakes from Harry Potter. I was pulled out, and they were like, being gay is wrong, and I was like, okay! And I believed that for a long time, until I was like, I'm gonna experience life a little bit. I'm gonna meet people who are that way, and I'm just gonna, like, educate myself. And I was like, I... I don't believe this anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe this. And I think every person is capable of that as long as people aren't constantly screaming in their face that they're wrong mm-hmm. because that that causes the person to become defensive and shut down. Yeah. And they were like, nope, I'll double down on my, on my stuff. Yeah. On my stances because you're attacking me and my beliefs. You have to be organic anyone and being, you have to be yeah. challenged. Yeah, anyone being attacked will feel the need to be defensive and so they'll just look for more reasons to feel like they're right right so it just it's just not gonna it's not gonna do anything it's not gonna get the results you want Mm -hmm. and that's why i'm like i really disagree with the mindset of that we've always from the beginning in star wars been like i can't really agree with what the the jedi are saying either because they're just saying that like all the 
that like love is bad mm-hmm. and like I, that's very extreme and i don't think that that's right there has to be a middle ground here somewhere that's why the whole the whole scenario is interesting to me with how what the the movie messages are telling us even the book messages versus things that i've read from people like story group you know mm-hmm. it, like that's the only reason why i'm even a little bit confused on the scenario because I don't think the, the dark side is good. No. But I'm like, I don't think you're like, well, we need dark side users. I'm like, but they're always going to exist. And, and so... If a light side user is there, the dark side one will So exist. let's say Kylo dies at the end of episode nine and it's just Rey, like... Someone else Someone will. else is just going to come along. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's just sequel opportunity, but... I. I think with episode nine, they're really going to try to make it seem like this is the the end. Even if it's not, mm-hmm. I, I think they really want to try to wrap this up in terms of uh, episode one, or not episode, it's like the prequel trilogy, the original. original trilogy, this one. They want to wrap it up in a nice little bow. Yes. And the prequel trilogy, the Jedi kind of sucked. Sith also suck. But why why do they suck? Mm-hmm. Let's Let's explore that. Yeah. Let's and they, we we have in the last Jedi we have these two forces that are trying to understand each other and they get they get close they get real close they get real close I could taste it <laughs> and then Luke is like hey <laughs> damn damn it Luke you gotta want to do this I'm from the original trilogy and I know that <laughs> I mean, like that'd be so funny if that scene like was, was not planned like more was supposed to happen but Mark Hamill was just so jealous that someone else got to touch fingers and he's like I got to touch fingers nope. i got to kiss a girl and she ended up being my sister this is unfair not allowed not on my star wars and ryan's like keep it in he's like you know what this is better you know what i like this, this is they great. were gonna hardcore make out after this but but you know what maybe that was too much oops <laughs> whoopsie daisies they were gonna hardcore make out and the movie was just gonna end that was the end of it oops <laughs> oh man but who, who replaced my script with fan fiction Dang. It was me? Yes. <laughs> Wink. Because we know he just wrote this. Is, this is his fan fiction. I, I love it so much. I it mean, makes me, me too. so happy. And just just to bring up C-plot while we can. Yeah. Um, it's another, like, where these loyalties lie. Poe trying to... Does his loyalties lie with Holdo? Can he trust Holdo? Or... Because he also thinks he's being loyal to Leia. He doesn't think that she's trustworthy, so is he being loyal to Leia? Is he being loyal to just himself? Because, yeah, let's face it, he isn't... Holdo just like, hey, you need to trust me. And he's like, no. I'm your superior. There's a reason I don't trust you, because you were just demoted for not listening to Leia. Mm -hmm. To Leia. Princess Leia of Aldera. You were here thinking you're the one gonna get promoted... Even though you just got demoted for not listening to Leia to getting a bunch of your resistance comrades killed. Mm-hmm. I know you're like, yeah, we took down a dreadnought. But you killed a lot of people. But you you got a lot of people killed. And I know you still think you did the right thing. Mm-hmm. So you don't fully understand that's why you're demoted. Yeah. And that's why I don't trust you and that's why I'm not going to tell you the plan. Because this plan is based around total secrecy. Mm-hmm. Complete secrecy, and I don't really trust you. And that if anyone, you break in the end. if anyone overhears this plan, it might. Wink, wink. We we have people trying to escape, so we have we have the escape pods. People are trying to get out of. They're probably being picked up by the first order. They might be tortured, and that information might get out of them. Mm-hmm. Or you might be dumb, and you might just talk to Finn and be like, "Hey, Finn, this is our plan. This is our plan. I hate it." It's awful, but this is our plan. Are you with anybody else? Finn's like, uh, the the co- the the code breaker, the master code breaker. No, just a guy we met in a prison who yeah. really doesn't care about which side he's on. Who will sell anything to save his own skin. Ah, great. Love you. Bye. <laughs> See you when you get back. Things are great. Smooches. How are you? I swear, we just, just we should just rewrite the Last Jedi. Yeah. We're, we're the rewrite the Last Jedi, man. Ah, oh, give us money. <laughs> we'll rewrite it for you. It'll, be, It'll be exactly the same, but just really weird language. Really dumbed down. 
I'm really dumbed down. And Kaiwa will talk like this. Oh, yeah, because that's how he talks. So. He's just say a boy. Wait, will you touch my finger, please? With your finger? Can we just touch the finger? Oh, that was nice. <laughs> I think I'm a good boy now. <laughs> oh, no. Do you know what makes me happy? Hmm. That it's canon that for part of the movie, Ky- Ray is Kylo's best friend. <laughs> it's canon. It is. And it's, even if it's short-lived. I feel like I could tell her anything. I told her everything. Now we're friends. She's mailing herself to me in a box. She's coming to visit. She found a way to get really cheap tickets. My pen pal's coming. I'm I'm so excited. I brought all my friends. All my friends, come. The stormtroopers. Come with me. We're going to pick way up at the airport. I so badly want to know if the scene that was written into the novelization, mm-hmm. the original scene of Kylo picking Ray up at the airport, was ever filmed. Because... <laughs> What's that one? It's like the super flirty scene. Oh, is it? It's so unbelievably flirty. It's like wink. Yeah, it's, it's basically like him smiling at her the whole time. And uh, so she like opens up the box and he like asks for the lightsaber and oh, and she's like, well, why don't you come take it from me or something? Yeah, at first she says, she's like, that lightsaber's mine. And then she's like, oh, weird, because it seemed to want to come to me before. And then he, like, laughs at her. And he's like, I, and then he's like, I don't really think you're in any, like, position to debate right now. And then she, like, thinks about telling him to, like, well, if you want the saber so, so bad, just come and get it. While she's, like, in a box. She's like, she's like, I can't say that. Oh, boy. It's so flirty. I, what I would give if that was ever filmed. What Ryan, I would give. Ryan. Ryan, you're out there. Release the footage. Release the Release the, the footage. Release the, the Kraken. Please, this is me after all the movies are coming out with the Adam Driver bloopers that I know they exist. And I want them so bad. <laughs> like the the one, the only one that we really have. Is him tripping? Well, we or do it. No. Well, we know we know there's plenty of footage of him tripping because he's talked about it, but the you don't it's just his hand and it's just him holding out the saber mm-hmm. towards Ray and Ray just starts laughing because she's like on her knees with like a saber pointed at her mouth and you just know that's why she's laughing because <laughs> <laughs> you just see him like put his hand down and you know that she's like <laughs> <laughs> I want these bloopers after after everything's out yeah. guys give me the Adam falling on his dress bloopers please that's all i want give me give me all the adam driver bloopers because help me humanize this man i <laughs> even I, though i know he's awkward as hell well in real i life. i want to know if it's like potentially in his contract not to release bloopers of him because he is like so serious you he's know? supposed to be the bad guy because he like takes like because he is so serious in his role he mm-hmm. doesn't want to see him like break outside of it i don't know I wouldn't be surprised. But the but Daisy would... bloopers are always the cutest because she always, because she speaks, she speaks differently as Ray. Right. So she'll kind of break into her, her natural voice, mm-hmm. which is a little more difficult to understand. <laughs> anyway, this is actually, ended up being our blooper discussion Oops, podcast. sorry guys. This is, we like to, we like to go from talking about serious stuff to, to, to Palpatine looking like a ball sack. To Palpatine looking like a ball sack. But... But yeah, we'll move more into Act 3 right now, because yes. I do want to save some of the Shoulder Angel stuff for a future podcast, because I think that this is a really interesting uh, theme within the films, and it's actually one of my favorite things to talk about, because I feel like Shoulder Angels are really misrepresented a lot mm-hmm. um, in terms of what they mean for the protagonist, mm-hmm. and like I mentioned before, a lot of people think it's like, it's the good it's versus the evil. good versus evil, when... It's not really. It's the one who's telling you what you secretly want to do and the one you know you should do because it's going to be nicer for mm-hmm. everyone. And I, I, I really like these stories, and, and especially when women are the ones who have the, the, shoulder, angels. the shoulder angels themselves. And I, I will probably, again, this podcast that I will say for a future date is my excuse to talk about Phantom of the Opera. Because, <laughs> yep. man, do I want to compare the two. So, let's move on to Act 3, which has... All... Is your third one in Act 3? My third or one. Or your second one? What was your second one? My second one was at the end of the movie. Okay. 
because which was that, it's a train passing by oh my god our ceiling's shaking right. earthquake uh, no i think it's just like a pipe turning okay. on or something okay so anyway um act three the the big parallels are one the disillusioned hero proves themselves as the hero mm-hmm. so finn and luke mm-hmm. both have their moments where they've come around and realized that like what they're fighting for right and Luke's, Luke's going to die so the Resistance can live. And Finn is willing to make that exact same sacrifice. Right. But Rose is like, no. Yeah. This is the one Stop that it. I was like, I also get this. That was the things I knew were Rose and like them meeting the heroes and then everyone joining together at the end to mm-hmm. fight. Yeah. And because this is like, this is what's really tragic about Act 3 because they do mirror each other so often, but... Unfortunately for Ray's plot A, it just doesn't go the way Ray wanted it to go. Right. And it's that's why it's like really devastating at the end of it. So both play, uh, A plot and B plot have this scene where uh, kind of they... One gets knocked out unconscious by the, by the other one. And one of the said shoulder angels in a crash in a battle over each other's morality... Because, I'll explain this. Okay. Because, again, Finn and Rose, while Finn thinks he's doing the right thing, Rose is like, no. Right. That's stupid. Don't do that. Right. And crashes into him to save him. And in a big explosion, but ends up knocking herself out. Mm -hmm. And Finn is able to drag her to safety. And uh, Ray and Kylo kind of go through the same thing, where they're both gonna they both are just like hey i'm gonna do this thing that i think is right ray's like no don't do this this is not the right thing to do Mm -hmm. and so and they inevitably start trying to go for the lightsaber and one gets knocked unconscious kylo gets knocked out yep instead of ray dragging him back ray leaves him there yeah that's why it's like i i that's why i feel like the reading of the the final scene is, like, the tragedy of the final scene. Oh, absolutely. With, like, Finn tucking in Rose and being like, oh, she, and, like, he went, he, she was unconscious. She saved, like, she saved him. Finn dragged her back. Finn was able to save her. And they have this really sweet moment where all on, they all have talked it out and have reached the same page. And he gets to, like, tuck her in with a little blanket and, and she's going to be okay. And meanwhile, very similar things happen to Ray. Mm-hmm. But she didn't drag him back, cause they they were not in that same place, and like I feel like it's just such a sad place for Ray to watch that, mm-hmm. knowing the context of the movie, knowing that a plot and b plot. Again, they went through very similar journeys and like of learning things about themselves, but Ray didn't bring wasn't able to bring him back. What we get from like the novelization mm-hmm. of that scene, and I'm so glad that Jason Fry had written it. Is that? Does she, she just look at him and then leave? She basically? she looks at him and she sees that he has the lightsaber on his hip, and that she could take the lightsaber and kill him. That right. She could do it, and then she's like, "I I would never do that," and I don't believe that like our story is done yet. Like I don't believe that your story is done yet. I don't believe that you're totally a lost cause. The force isn't done with you yet. Right. That's what I truly believe, and so that's why she leaves him. And then you you get it just it's just so sad. Right. And to then he see. just wakes up and he's like, What the f She's like, Oh and then the the line that breaks my heart is Kylo's like inner dialogue being like, She left me alive almost like she cared about me and then he's just a sad boy. That's just really mad. She knocked me out and then she left me all alone. Because I, I, I feel like so many people missed left. and missed this part is that from Kylo's point of view, from what he knows, he doesn't know Luke's not real at this point mm-hmm. when he's so, so angry at Rey. He just knows, he sees that Luke has the saber Rey had. Mm-hmm. So, to his perspective, he he Rey thinks that gave. Rey went back to Luke, mm-hmm. asked Luke to, like, just end Kylo, gave him that saber. Right. And so, that's where Kylo is at the end of it. And I think where he turns around a bit is when he realized Luke wasn't actually there. Yeah. Is that the whole thing was fake. Because you do see a big personality change from when he still thinks Luke is real to after Luke fades away and he's like, see you around, kid. Mm-hmm. 
and sees Ray again in the force vision. Or? Yeah, the the force bond mm-hmm. scene. Yes, where he's like down on his knees and unbelievably sad, and sees Ray, and there's that that glimmer of hope that, like that kind of that even that realization that she wasn't the one that had sent Luke to to kill him. Right, because she's the one person on this entire in this entire galaxy more than likely that knows that Luke, like. Basically, Luke's wronged, fault. Yeah, yeah that, that Luke totally returned. That because Luke had lost all, of, like, his faith in his nephew. Yeah, for no reason besides Vader. Vader in ooh, his his head's not doing so well. And it was, I mean, so, again, it was an instinctual thing, and Luke would have never killed Kylo. He would Absolutely have never not. followed through with that. It was an instinctual thing, and Kylo woke up at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. But again, it's a discussion we have a lot. That if anyone was above my bed with a knife and they said, I changed my mind. I was never going to do it. I'm like, we're not friends anymore. Sorry. I'm still calling the police. Police, I didn't do anything. I'm still moving out. No. No. I, I wasn't I always wear this knife on my hip. You know that. And I always just stand behind, like above your bed. Why it was knife. in your room? I don't know. I yeah. just wanted to question things about you. But yeah, I like with that final force bond scene, it's it's such a change and such an emotional like crash that Kylo might have this realization that it wasn't Ray who sent Luke to go kill him. Like that that Ray left him alive for a reason, and maybe there's still a chance. A chance, you know, because like if, I I think if we're truly meant to think that Kylo evil, one hundred percent still evil, the last shot of the movie would have seen of him is him like sitting on Snoke's throne, like feeling great, feeling great with a bunch of stormtroopers following his every order, and then with an evil line being like. Wow, the wow. now mine. Something like that. Uh-huh. But instead, the final time we see Kylo in the movie is him crying over his father's dice. Yeah. Seeing this girl that he at he thought was his best friend uh-huh. in the whole galaxy, even though they've only known each other a few days. But that's his best friend. But that's more than I've ever known anybody, or <laughs> that anyone has ever known <laughs> me. And. Un- and, like, has this moment where he, like, is about to say something. And she just shuts the door And she shuts him. the door on him. And it's... Because, again, he's not angry in that scene. No. Nope. He's, like... He looks very upset. He looks very upset. He looks very sad. And Ray is, cl- like, clearly disappointed. Yeah. But... She's like, I'm not talking to you right now. In the commentary, Ryan even, like, explains that scene. It's like, they added that scene because you don't want... Well, they didn't want to end that... Kylo's story on the note of him just being really angry about Luke. Mm-hmm. And, because that's another thing. If they ended up of him just, like, screaming about Luke, maybe, you know. Yeah. But they want to make sure that you end this movie knowing that he still feels, like, awful. He still that, feels bad about his father. Mm-hmm. He still feels guilty about this stuff. And he was, he'll see Ray and he'll be like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, like, he, he has that chance to see Ray again. And so we have that force bond. The force bond is still activated in a way uh, after Snoke's dead. Because I know, like, a big part of, like, when things started changing is when both of them kind of... Were like, oh, was wait. Snoke did, did Snoke do this? Oh, we thought this was kind of, like, this force thing. This The force telling us that we needed to, like, be together in some sort of way and to help each other out. And if it was just Snoke... like Was what it did, all a lie? Was it, yeah. Was it fake? And so you they immediately started, like, kind of questioning each other, because they were on that same page, and even though yeah, Kylo learned all that and still killed Snoke, he was just like, fuck you! I thought I had a real connection with somebody, mm-hmm. and I thought that I, I had someone to hang out with, she wanted to touch fingers, that was great, and... That was more than I ever hoped for. Yeah, man. <laughs> and I even was like, take off the glove! Please! <laughs> Absolutely! Skin-to-skin contact! <laughs> We touched fingies. We're soulmates now. Us in real life, we touched fingers. We touched fingers. Yeah, we did. We do. We do that. And, but yeah, to 
have some guy tell you that that wasn't real. Like, obviously, that's devastating. Yeah. And you know that in, he can't, he's not mad at Ray about it. I'm like, I'm, he's fucking pissed at Snoke. And he was hoping, and Snoke obviously misplanned, because he yeah, thought. Yeah, he's like, oh crap. Like, he's like, clearly I'm going to break this bond. Like, I convinced him, her to come to him, so now I got both of them. But now I'm going to be like, all right, Time I, I cut their loyalties to each other. It's fake. But now it's still going past the force bond. Right. And we have, yeah, we have that scene where, like, back in the Falcon, where, where Finn dragged his unconscious, his unconscious Twin. friend back. And, and he's like, tuck, he to tuck her in. Tink. Tink for save. Yeah, like, they saved each other, and they were able to do that. And here, here Rey is, and she didn't really get to save anyone. Not, I mean... Luke's Luke, gone. Luke's gone. He did. He did redeem himself in a way, mm-hmm. and he's. I mean, he's coming back. He's Obviously, not, he's fine. But, but Ray doesn't know that. But Ray didn't didn't get to save him the way she thought she was going to, mm-hmm. and she didn't get to save Kylo in the way that she was convinced she was going to. Mm-hmm. And it's it just kind of like a tragedy how like all of these story beats Lined really up match up so until you get to that final scene where they're reunited again, and Ray realizes like like Ray. Ray didn't really get to complete her mission, mm-hmm. you know? Not yet! Not yet, though. There's another movie for that. <laughs> right? Please? Hello, p- pretty please? He's a good boy. But, yeah, I think that's that's all I ha- really have. And obviously there's, like, a lot of, like, other uh, parallels that's going on. Everyone's got- every plot's got their critter. Yes. A plot's got the porgs. B plot's got the fathers. Mm-hmm. C plot's got the vulp. Texas. Yes. That's so hard to say. Vulptex. Texas. Yeah. And a, bu- a bunch of other little stuff. But I think, like, those are the main points that just, just, like, really make this movie so solid. Mm-hmm. I really, I really love this movie and I can't wait to watch it again. Which I can watch it anytime I want. You can. We own it. Yeah. You own it. Yeah. I just live here, too. <laughs> you live here? Sometimes. I forget that a lot. You do. <laughs> Thank you for listening to an episode of another episode of Who Talks First. I'm one of your hosts. I'm CT. I'm your other host. I'm Solo. And we'll see you next time yeah. for some some more news. For some s- discussions. More discussions. Side tangents. So- yeah, mostly side tangents. Yeah, sorry. No, I I mean, I've had fun with it. I mean, Hopefully me too. you do too. Yeah. Do you guys care about the Disney princesses? I don't know. Okay, bye. I like Disney princesses. Bye.